Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Whenever three things happen at once, I have to write about them. I need to talk about them. In this case, the three things are a movie, a television show, and a short story. The movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. In the movie, which most of you have probably seen, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet meet, they fall in love, they have this very sweet and very intense love affair. They're like polar opposites on the character traits spectrum. And then when the relationship goes bad and they break, each of them are miserable and they undergo this medical procedure to have the other one erased from their memories. The TV show is Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. And in this show, Rudd's character is like this burned out, gray, dead inside guy. And he's very inspired by a colleague who always seems so incredibly happy and creative. And so Rudd ends up giving all of his money to this strip mall spa to get the same treatment as this colleague. It ends up that the treatment is that the practitioners are cloning the clients and then killing the original. (laughs) Basically, a medical turn it off and turn it back on again. Only in the case of Rudd's character, the killing part was not a success, and now there are two of them locked in like this existential crisis, which is very funny and very touching, and sometimes it hits pretty close to home. And finally, the short story is Ted Chang's The Life Cycle of Software Objects. And this is this futuristic story about the ethics of AI. And Chang writes about this technology called InstaRapport. And InstaRapport is a smart patch that delivers doses of oxytocin and opioid serotonin cocktail whenever the wearer is in the presence of a specific person. And so my question to you, dear one, is would you do it? If the pain you feel in lost love feels like this open tear, like a like an uncontrolled hemorrhage, and someone said to you, I can make you forget, I can give you a fresh start, or you can feel like this with someone new, would you do it? People try to low-key avoid these deeply painful feelings already, right? Like some with booze, some with becoming a gym rat, and some with just this busyness and serial dating to try to forget the person who caused them so much pain. We try to wipe it away like eternal sunshine. We try to restart with someone new or as someone new. We want it to be easy. My question is, are all of these solutions in some way lacking self-responsibility? 
Do we just want to forget and move on because the pain is too great right now? Or do we simply lack the skills to grow through it? I don't know about you, but the entire time I was watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I was internally shouting at Joel and Clementine to wake up, remember each other. I wanted them to fix it and stay together, to recognize and find the path back to each other. And when I was watching Living With Yourself, I kept cheering for the happy-go-lucky clone and the burned-out sad sack Paul Rudd character to embrace one another, to integrate and become one whole and deeply satisfied human. The insta-rapport premise was a bit trickier for me. My immediate reaction upon reading this futuristic technology was, oh, hell no, as if the bond created by wearing an oxytocin patch would not be real. But do we not save lives with drugs that increase chemicals and hormones that are depleted in our bodies? Does our body not produce this bonding chemical on its own? Do we not already try to hack into oxytocin with sex, music, massage, meditation? Does wearing a patch feel like cheating or taking a shortcut to bonding? Could a couple not wear the patch to reconnect just as they would try to reconnect in a couple's retreat or a tantric workshop? If you would opt to erase someone from your memory to get out from that pain, would you allow yourself to make this decision in the darkest hour or would you wait until you were feeling calmer? Would anyone ever make the decision to erase their memory when they feel calm? Or is it always like in high-pressured sales pitches that it's decided in the height of emotion with this some sort of all-or-nothing urgency attached to the decision? Would you reset your life only after having tried everything to get back on track yourself? Is there a prerequisite checklist of things you would need to do first before going that drastic clone route? Therapy, meditation, climb Kilimanjaro, write your book. Why aren't you doing them now? It is so admittedly hard to take responsibility for the end of a relationship. Asking yourself what happened, what am I making it mean, why does it matter, what is the feeling of why it matters so much, and how can I create that feeling that I need in my life without that person in my life. We all know that we're supposed to grow through pain and come out as this better version of ourselves. We can't really do this without getting naked and honest with ourselves first. But when you're in the pain right now and it's blocking out reason, the love never seems worth it. It seems like the love is the cause of the pain. It seems like these two things are forged into one and you just want it gone. But it is not the love. It's the absence of the person that is causing your pain. Suppressing or cutting off from the love or artificially transferring that love to someone else just sets you up to repeat this love and loss pattern. The only way to change course is to stop, breathe, take out a map, see where you are, decide where you want to be, invite all parts of yourself to go there with you, and start the process of loving yourself through it. Alfred Lord Tennyson famously said, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." People want to punch him in the face when that line is quoted to them when they're in the hot mud and fresh confusion of loss. I can promise you that Lord Tennyson didn't pen that line in the raw pain of loss, but on the other side of it. But this line is true. The love is worth it. The person did not belong to you, but the love is you. 
It's all you and you get to keep it and you get to make the love part of you and fuel for your inevitable success, but only if you take responsibility for it. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.